are you looking for items to resell or maybe you already have some and you want a few tips or you want to know how much money you can make reselling if that's you then this is an episode you want to pay close attention to Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. Welcome to episode 27 of the Blair Radio Start Your Business and Be Heard podcast. Here, we learn tips and hear the stories of people that run their own online businesses. I am your host, James Shannon, and we have a fantastic guest today. She is a full-time reseller, and she's going to teach us a lot about reselling today. If you are interested even a little bit about reselling and you want to listen to what she has to say, she's also living with alopecia and she talks about it on her podcast, on her Instagram and today on Blair Radio. Here we go. Today, we have a great guest that is going to teach us about reselling. She has two podcasts, two blogs and an ebook and her reselling business. I'm happy to welcome Leslie Tucker from a reseller's passion onto the show. Welcome, Leslie. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I do want to talk about everything that you do, but first I want to know what did you want to be when you were growing up? When I was growing up, I originally wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, maybe because I'm from originally from the city of Philadelphia. So I saw a lot of crime and different things going on and I wanted to be a lawyer. And that was basically it at that time. A lot has changed since then. You wanted to be like like a defense lawyer or like a prosecutor? Um, I didn't know the difference because, you know, I, I was young. But again, like I said, I grew up in a city where there was a lot going on, different areas of the city were really bad. I saw like, you know, drug addicts and things like that. Right. And so a lot of crime. So I just thought, you know, lawyers are the people who help people go get into jail. And that was my goal. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. All right. For the uh, for the folks that don't know, can you explain what a reseller is and what does a reseller do? Well, a reseller is basically anyone who buys something and then turns around and sells it in another way. So from selling it from person to person or on an online platform or on a place like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. So basically, you're taking something that you own already or you've paid money for and you're selling it again. So you're reselling it. Do you need a reseller license? No, you don't need a reseller license, but then I will preface that to say that each state could be different. So you would have to check with your local officials to find out if there's something specific you have to do. With reselling, once you become serious about it, it's really about the products that you have in your house. So are there laws in your city or your state that keeps you from having a certain amount of items? And that's the only thing I would definitely say check into before you get big into reselling. Gosh, you guys. So you can't have like a, a full blown store in your house. Probably. Exactly. And because I did, I just read an article where someone, um, her neighbors complained and they they shut her down and that was her livelihood. And she was actually a reseller and she was selling on platforms like eBay and things. And they came in and they told her she had to close her business down. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know you started in the food service. So can you explain how and why did you go from the cafeteria to starting your <laughs> business? 
Okay, so yes, I do have a food service um, background, and basically I am a professional baker. I'm ServeSafe certified, and I was doing that when I was living in the city of Philadelphia. But then eight and a half years ago, I met my husband, and he was living in the state of Delaware. So when we got married, I moved here, and I worked food service again. I became a lunch lady, but my husband, who was already retired when I met him, was reselling. He's been, he's a little bit older than me, so he's been reselling for about 20, 25 years. And I, at one point, you know, he was going his way, I was going my way, and I said to him, well, let's find something we can do together so that we can always stay on track. And that's how I started reselling. He showed me some of the things that he did I picked up and found my own system. And so I was working a job and I was reselling at the time. So I got started because of because of my husband. Awesome. Awesome. Did that bring you guys closer or tighter or did? It definitely did. Um, I tell the story. People ask me all the time, especially in the community. And because I often, you know, post pictures of him and they're like, oh, I wish I can get my husband involved. I'm like, well, I got started because of my husband. But it definitely did. Because like working in the school district, that was my last job. I was a supervising lunch lady. So we had on our holidays or I was finished work by two o'clock in the afternoon or we were off in the summer. He and I, we would go instead of shopping when you're a reseller, it's called sourcing. So you go sourcing for the items that you're looking to resell. And he and I, we would make that a date. So we would go to the thrift stores, have lunch, um, start early, have breakfast. So it really definitely brought us closer together. That is so cool. For anybody listening, how can somebody get started in the reselling? So basically, you one have to decide what it is you want to resell. And I suggest to anyone that if you want to even just give it a try, start from items you have in your own home. And there are different platforms to start on. Many people, of course, know eBay. That would be if you want to try everything in your home, eBay is the way to go because you can sell clothes, appliances, electronics puzzles, toys, anything. So I say search around your home, especially right now with the things that we're going through, looking in your home for things you want to get rid of. That's the best way to start before you invest any money. It's literally the cheapest business that you can start off with because you already own everything that you could possibly sell in the beginning. Okay. But I have a coffee maker and this laminator that I put on eBay and then I put on offer up and I can't sell them. What am I doing wrong? It could be anything. One, it could be photos and then two, it could be pricing. So in the reselling world, we call checking your prices. We call it comps. You're checking comparisons. So before you put anything for sale, you should go on to whatever platform you're trying to sell on. So we'll take offer up. You go into offer up and you look for your item that you want to sell. And then you look for an item that is similar to yours that has sold already and kind of look at the pricing. And then you find a middle ground. And then if your item doesn't sell, then you probably want to drop the price. Because, you know, think about like offer up. It's, it's a neighborhood pickup. They can go to Walmart for your item. So you have to think about why would they want to purchase an item from you. Smart, smart. I, I don't know why I didn't think about that. We we mentioned offer up, you mentioned eBay. What what other platforms can we can we sell our items on? Oh, so many. I I currently sell on a platform called Poshmark. And Poshmark is a little bit more upscale. So you can sell clothes. Originally when I started in 2016, you could only sell women's clothes and they've adapted to men's clothes, to children's clothes, to home items such as, you know, kitchenware and sheets and pillowcases and journals and all kinds of things like that. 
And there, um, I sell also on a platform called Etsy. It's a handmade platform, but they also allow you to sell vintage items. Um, I also sell on a platform called Macari. Macari is similar to eBay where you can sell just about anything. It, there's so many platforms. I've tried so many of them, but I only sell on three currently. What are the uh, the costs and the fees? So they're all different. Like eBay, it is like 35 cents every time you list something on eBay if you just list it straight out. But if you decide you're going to be serious about selling, then you can purchase what is called a store. So and it's three different levels depending on you know, how serious you are. So in the beginning, it's a store, it's like $10 and you can list about 150 items. And then it goes up to the next store, which is like $29. And then a little bit further, like if you're really big and you're selling like items in bulk and that's like 500 or some dollars. So that's something that you pay monthly. So you're locked in to like a thousand if you're at the $29 level. So a thousand items you can list. Anything after that, then you start paying the 35 cents. And then on different other different platforms, like I mentioned that I sell on Poshmark, what happens is if you list something, Poshmark takes straight up 20% off and you get the balance of that. Macari takes 10% off and you get the balance of that. Um, I sell on Etsy, it's 20 cents just to list something. And then if you renew it, it's only 20 cents. And then the other fees that you would probably pay is like shipping fees to, to purchase your postage. So you have to weigh your item. So it's it depends on what platform. They're all structured a little bit different. Interesting. So you mentioned uh, shipping. I would imagine you and your husband, Thomas, you guys spend a lot of time at the post office or UPS? We definitely do. Um, he does a lot more because he's always running around. When it's really busy, we're shipping every single day. There are times when there may be a day or two off. Most of the platforms allow you a three-day window. I try not to use that three-day window. I try to ship my things out the next day. So say if I've sold something like, if I sent my packages out this morning and then I I sold something around noon or three o'clock, then they would go out tomorrow. But I try not to hold on. But you you do have a couple days in which you have. So just in case you're out of town or something like that, you don't have to send your items right away. But yeah, we spend a lot of time at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine it would be like a good thing to have like some kind of a system where like every morning that's when you do all of your shipping for the orders from the previous day or something like that, right? Or- yes. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, Thomas is a little bit different than me. We we run our business separately because he has a he had like I said he had already started reselling, so he structures his business differently. Whereas me, I'm like right on top of things, so I know he's going to the post office. Everything is ready, and then we have a chair that we sit. I sit my items on, and then he'll take time and package everything up. So if I'm running during the day, I don't wait for him because a lot of times he'll probably wait until like seven o'clock or a little bit before they close. And he knows the people at our post office. So he just hands it over and they scan it right away. Now what's going on now? And I'm not really sure. I haven't been out of the house, but he still takes our packages every single day. Do you do like your own labels or packaging or do you just put it in like a, a regular box and just ship it? So each platform is different. So if you take eBay, for instance, it really depends on what you're shipping. So you have to weigh your item. Like you literally can ship anything on eBay, but with that comes the shipping cost. So you can ship something, which is just a regular first class, which is like small, you know, from just like a little envelope to a small package, but then anything over a pound, you have to weigh, and then your pricing is a little bit more. And so then you can get 
boxes from the postal service. You just order from their website and you can get like flat rate envelopes and, and um, boxes and things like that that go along with the item you want to sell. And if you get a flat rate item, flat rate, I don't know if you've ever seen a commercial, if it fits, it ships. So if it fits in there, no matter if you squeeze it in there for like $7 into this package, that's how much it's cost for a priority. Poshmark, they, it's one fee for shipping. It literally is a $7 flat fee. And all you do is print your label out. You don't have to do anything but go in. The person makes a purchase when you're ready to ship it. If you have to change the date, like if they purchased it yesterday, today, I would change the date and I would just ship my label. You don't have to weigh or do anything unless it's over five pounds. Cool. How long have you been reselling? So I started reselling. Um, I actually am just start, um, celebrating my four-year anniversary as a reseller. So I started four years ago. And I got serious about it two years ago, and I've been home full time a year and a half. Happy anniversary. Thank you. So I know that you have two podcasts. Let's talk about the first one. You're on season two of A Reseller's Passion. Tell me about the podcast and what can we learn from it? So the podcast, yes, it's called A Reseller's Passion. That's my brand. So that's what I am everywhere on social media. And I started the podcast. That's actually coming up on a year, April 29th of 2019. I started that. I had like a little bit of a following on Instagram and they were all, of course, resellers. And I would look around and wouldn't find what I was interested in listening to. And so I just created a podcast based on information, tips, motivation that I would like to hear. And I also interview different resellers. So if you come to my podcast, you're going to get inspiration where I'm definitely validating everyone every single day and pushing them and telling them that they can achieve anything. I tell them straight up that it's going to be hard, put in hard work. I give them different ideas of ways to diversify their income. In addition to reselling, I talk about um, how to start a podcast, how to start a blog. And again, I, I interview different resellers. So I just give them a lot of information, how to create a schedule, how to create a budget, how and when to file for taxes, just so much, what platforms to sell on, what would work for their personality. So it's a lot. I just released today my 150th, 51st episode. Congratulations. Thank you. And you said a little following. I saw you had 15,000 followers. Yeah, it started a year ago. So I started my podcast April 29th, 2019. A year ago, I had 500 followers. I just hit 15,200 followers. It's really an amazing. Wow. Yeah. Just from all of this that you're doing, that that's yeah, just from what I'm doing, because like Poshmark is an app. I really like that app. Not only is it reselling, but it becomes like a social app. So with that, you have to like share other people's businesses and other people's items. And then they have different parties. They have Passion Sips, which is a party that I, a personal reseller could host. And then they have what is Posh Party Live in every area. So like they had one in Philly last year, they had one in New York, and then they had a big conference called Posh Fest. And I attended all those and just the go and didn't realize the reach that I had from just my Instagram and from my podcast. And of course I have YouTube videos and I do a lot of IGTV videos. So it's just been an interesting year. And this is all happened in the year, the social part and the growing part, the reselling I just did that, but all this other stuff that I'm doing is just—it just amazed me. 
that is amazing. I'm excited to to see where you go from here. I know season one had 100 episodes. And is that how you do your podcast? Every 100 episodes, you do a different season? No, I just did it by the year. So when January oh. 1st hit, it became season two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just okay. did it like that. It just made it, because when I first started, I use a free, you know, I use a, I don't have a big name brand, so I use Anchor, but I'm on like 30 um, platforms though. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and so I, and when I first started, there weren't seasons. And then like July, all of a sudden it was like, okay, what season are you on? I'm like, what season are you on? So I said, I just would just wait and just every year just create a season. It just makes it easier for my 50 year old brain to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> And I know that you have Am I Really Bald, where you talk about your life real alopecia. Why did you create a second podcast? Well, I started a second podcast because I started talking about my alopecia a little bit on my Instagram page. And that's where most of my followers are. And I actually I call them community members because I'm not their leader. So we're, we're a big community. And I started talking about my hair. People think it's, they were just thinking it was just like a choice that I've made to just shave my head and walk around bald. And so every now and then I would talk, I talk a lot about myself. I'm very transparent. That resonated with so many people and I was amazed and I wanted to do something and I wanted to continue like advocating because I've advocated for my children on different aspects of their life. And I said, this would be a really good idea to do something different. So I started an Instagram page. And then the day that I started the Instagram page, I said, you know what? Let me just take it all the way. So I have a podcast, a YouTube channel. And it really was about my journey first of having alopecia. But then people started sending me direct messages on Instagram saying, wow, I love your story. Um, Would you consider expanding it. And so what I've been doing is on my podcast, I only have like 28 episodes because it's not as big as my reselling platform, but I'll come on every now and then and tell my stories. I tell a lot of stories about like my brother's death and things Mm -hmm. like, you know, mistakes I made, but then I've invited people to come on, but some people don't want to tell their story. So what started happening was people started sending me anonymous letters. So I've read anonymous letters of people who have been through a abortion and rape and all kinds of things. So it's just like really, really powerful. Um, this, And I want to see where I can take it in the next year. Yeah, I listened to a couple of episodes and yeah, it is. It's very moving. A lot of people go through a lot of experiences and you never know what your neighbors or your friends are going through. So when I first saw, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's just her style. Did she have cancer or <laughs> what happened? So it's like, you know, so I appreciate the transparency. Oh, sure. And then you have an ebook, The Reseller Survival Guide. Why do resellers need a survival guide? <laughs> they actually do indeed. You know, I wrote the ebook for the same reason I do everything. It's to provide information that I don't find myself. I find just like almost in any community, some people can be a little selfish. Some people want to give a lot of information. Some people don't, or some people feel like they want to just hold on to it. And I don't think everything should be held on to. I tell people that I'm in Delaware. I can't steal anything from you. Like you're in California. I can't steal anything from you. I'm not coming to your place to source. You know, I'm not going to your favorite place. I'm not taking your friends. I rather give information away. And then people, because I've grown so much on Instagram, people literally contact me. They tell me their stories. They ask me questions. I answer everyone, but I can't get as in depth as I would like to. So I was actually in the process of writing two other eBooks and I just sat down and 
three days I had it outlined. In three weeks, I had the book completed and ready for sale. And the pre-order sales were just like amazing. They need a survival guide because there's not a lot of information out there. And it's very overwhelming when you first start off. You may originally hear about an app like eBay or Poshmark or someplace to resell. And you start off because you want to, oh, I can get rid of my shoes. I can get rid of my clothes. I had a baby, so I can get rid of my maternity clothes. I can get rid of my baby's clothes as my baby gets older. But then after that, you want to continue on, but now you don't know what direction to go in. So my book basically outlines from start to finish, how to start, what platforms to sell on, what kind of things you can sell, what brands sell well. I provide um, scheduling techniques, budgeting techniques, how to prepare to become a full-time seller if you want to, how to prepare a business plan. So I really give a lot of information and it, it is just a, the reseller survival guide, practical advice for resellers. Awesome. You are definitely the go-to person for anybody looking to get into reselling. So you mentioned that you have the Instagram, you do the IGTV stuff, the ebook, the podcast, the blog, your website, and you work 100% from home, no nine to five job, right? Right. That is correct. I have not worked outside of the home since August, 2018. So anybody that wants to get into this, I'm sure they're going to want to know how much money can they make doing it? Everyone is different because I know a lot of resellers who make a lot of money, like in the, to be as transparent as I can. Last year was a little slow. And of course this year will probably be slower because of the things we're going through, people losing their jobs and things. So everyone's not going to be shopping as much. But last year I made about 35,000. The year before that, I made a little bit more. But in addition to reselling, I diversify. So I have so many other things that I do that make sense. It all comes together as one. But as a reseller for a person, especially someone who wants to work part-time, this is the perfect job or perfect business for like a stay-at-home mom whose husband's working and she wants to be home for her children. So she just wants to make a little bit of extra money, maybe to supplement that job that she was working, at least even half of her paycheck. Or you have, I talk to a lot of full-time students who this works for them. I have talked to people who have disabilities. I interviewed a young man when well, he's not, he's not young, he's about my age who is in a wheelchair. He's been in a wheelchair for 15 years. And that's what he started doing once he became wheelchair bound. So I think it's it's a level for everyone, depending on where they are in their life and what their why is. The more work you put in, the more you'll get out of it. Yes, yes. That, I, I think that's true for almost anything that you want to be successful at. You just have to put in the work. It's sad. A lot of people are not willing to put in the work or they don't understand how much work it takes to actually get to where you're trying to get to. Well, and that's the other thing is people don't also think like reselling is a way to really make money. So when you tell people like when I left my job, I actually was doing really well in my job because it was based on experience. I only worked there for five years, supervisor for two years, but they took all the experience I had working you know, in the food service industry. But I started to get stressed. I was 49 and I said, you know, there has to be something better than this. And I said, duh, you are reselling. So see if you can take that further. But it's like, I know so many people who have tried it and they do give up. They rather work for someone else. And it's nothing wrong with that. It, it really isn't. But working for yourself is actually going to be harder than working for someone else. Losing sleep, Right. You're the boss. You have to make all the decisions. You have to deal with the customers. There is no one saying, this is what I want you to do today. And then you go home at five o'clock. Yeah. You have to make all the decisions. Your income is, it's not based off a clock. It's not clocking in, clocking out. It's exactly. You have to. Exactly. 
what would you say to a person that they're not sure they're on the fence about starting an online business or even starting a podcast? So I tell people to get off the fence and start. <laughs> For real, that's what that's what I tell people. That's what I tell the people in my community. People send me messages all day. I was actually supposed to do some teaching at an event, but then we canceled it because that's when they started to issue all the stay-at-home orders um, a few weeks ago. And I was going to be teaching like how to start a podcast from the beginning, that kind of thing, and what you needed and all that stuff. But people send me messages and I said, well, first, write down some ideas. What is it that you have to say? right? Are you talking about anything that someone's willing to hear? It also, it doesn't even have to be about that because I didn't start my podcast for the reselling community. I started it for me. I'm a reseller, but I started it for me. And um, it's, you know, evolved into this wonderful experience. But I tell people to start, like I tell my children, write down five things, go ahead and research it and see if it's something that fits you. You can do it but you have to put in the work. There are tons of resellers out there who have started podcasts and I go, oh, wow, there's another reseller. Let me see what they're talking about because we come from different angles. There's plenty to go around. There's more than enough, but then they've only done two episodes and you're like, okay, well, wow, you know, everything's work. You have to do it. Yeah, it's like, I I see people that they may have like, five episodes, but they started three years ago. I'm like, how how did that happen? (laughs) Exactly. You mentioned your kids. I have my hands full with my four kids, but you and Thomas have 10. How is that? Well, we have a blended family of 10. So let's say, <laughs> so I, I was, I raised five children Then I was divorced. And then I met Thomas. He raised five children. He's divorced. Of course he met me. And when we met, our children weren't young. Our two youngest are the same as they're both seniors in high school. So when we met, they were coming out of fourth grade going into the fifth grade. And then we had three high schoolers and my son was in eighth grade. So now we only have an 18 year old and a 17 year old, they're seniors in high school. So, and we're grandparents. So those days for me are like over. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I can do so much. People ask me like, wow, how can you do so much? And I say, I can do so much because I don't have young children, but I've done all of that. I stayed at home for years with my children. I homeschooled purposely, not because, you know, of some situation. And so I can relate to like almost every level. I can relate to married, divorce, you know, things like that. But I'm happy that they're older because it gives me like a little bit more freedom. You know, I'm really getting to see who Leslie is, not being someone's mom and putting herself out there and learning some new things every single day. Awesome. Awesome. So if somebody wants to get started right now, today, should they just go download Poshmark or should they just, actually, they should just go to your website, right? <laughs> yeah, they can, go to, they can go to my website or they can go to my Instagram page or just like listen. I always tell people just listen to a few um, podcast episodes, my YouTube, everything's a reseller's passion. So if you just Google me or you tell Alexa to play, I'm there. <laughs> I just say one of the things is you really have to figure out what you want to sell. So like if you're a guy and it's not really a a man, woman kind of thing, but it's like a lot of times men know a lot about electronics and things. So they may have like some old stereo equipment. Um, Like I can give you, I'll just give you like what my husband, like he sells a lot of men's clothes and shoes and things like that because that's what he knows. But he also sells speakers and albums and electronics and calculators and all things like that. So if it's something you have an interest in, eBay is the way to go for you because you can literally sell anything and you can sell internationally. 
if you're a female, a male also, and you're really into fashion and you're into clothes and you know how to put things together and you know brands, then Poshmark is the way to go for you. And you can Mm -hmm. sell clothes on eBay because it's plenty of people who do it. It works evenly. You can sell on more than one platform and we call that cross-listing. So you list something on Poshmark and then you copy and paste your pictures and your descriptions and everything and put it right on eBay. And there you go. You have it in two places and wherever it sells first, that's where you get the money and you delete it from the other app. Uh Uh-uh. But you quit eBay, right? I did quit eBay, but not for like a bad reason. I tell people like... Just like I was saying, like not every platform is made for everyone. And what I tell people is I know eBay very well because Thomas, my husband, is an eBayer and he started on Poshmark later where it was the reverse. I often felt like he was stressed. And so when I started reselling, I was like, yeah, I don't want to mess with eBay. But when I made the decision that I wanted to come home, I had to figure out the fastest way to bring home a large amount of money because I had a six month goal. And so I said, you know what, in order for me to do this, I'm going to have to figure out another platform. So I jumped right into eBay. So I told people eBay is the platform that allowed me to make enough money to come home. So I did it, but it was just the listing and the weighing and all that. I like Poshmark more. So I tell people, because there are people who sell on between four and seven platforms. And I say, listen, you're all over the place. Are you making money? Does it make sense to do that? If it doesn't, I tell them, pick two platforms. One that's going to make you a lot of money and the other one you really like. So it doesn't seem boring or a chore because you're listening on eBay. If you're listening and really, really working on eBay and that's your moneymaker, but you want something that's a lot of fun like Poshmark. So have those two. But if eBay is your moneymaker and you love it, go for it. But if Poshmark is your moneymaker and you love it, go for it. So I chose Poshmark because it's calmer. I'm making good money, but then I also sell on Etsy. So it's plenty of platforms. Just find what works for you. And that's the reason why I don't sell on eBay because it just didn't fit my personal Whereas Thomas, he's like, I don't care. And he just go ahead and he's selling and doing his thing there. Interesting. At at my old job, I used to win these gift cards. So I would buy things on Amazon and then I would sell them on eBay. But I got tired of doing that because of, like you said, the weighing. And I just, I didn't have an Emmy to get up and go to the post office uh, as often. So I just said, I'm done with eBay. So. But I didn't know what other platforms know existed until today because yeah. of you. Yeah, it's plenty of them. And then when people buy my book, I, I went in, I did a lot of research and I found all these platforms and I kind of make it like easy. And I talk about all this stuff on the um, podcast as well. I break everything down every week, just like different things, all the knowledge that I have. And, and I don't know as much as other people. I know more than some, less than others, and then somewhere in the middle. Awesome. And we can find all of that at a resellerspassion.com, right? I know yes. it's right there on the uh, front page of your website. So. Yep. If you can go to Resellers Passion, everything's in there. This has been eye-opening, educational, or informational, and I love it, uh, Leslie. Is there uh, anything that you wanted to talk about that maybe I didn't mention? or? No, I just appreciate being on here. I, I think if anyone's interested in reselling, again, just do your research. Start from where you are, the items that you have. This is not the time to think about, can you do it? This is something that doesn't cost any money. You have items at home. If you want to bring in some additional money, I think reselling is a really great way because there's no investment. You were cleaning out your closet anyway, so it's time to just do that. And um, especially if you need to take care of your family, times are a little bit tough right now. So I definitely say give it a try. 
Yeah, and if you don't want to resell it, then they can all, always create a podcast, and you have two. Are you, are you making money from the podcast too, or? Yes, I have sponsorship. Awesome, awesome. And do, do you find your own sponsors, or do you use like a platform like Popcorn? My um, host is Anchor. They sponsor me right now. Um, really, what they tell you in the beginning is they're the, they would find you sponsorships, but they like my content, so they continue to sponsor me. I've, I've had sponsorship from beginning all the way up until now, and it continues to grow. I do have spaces on my website where people can purchase a sponsorship spot where I can, I'll just create like a little commercial for them or something like that. And, um, but I do other things too. I create graphic t-shirts. I do all kinds of stuff. So it's not just my reselling. It just expands. I do consultations. I help people build their businesses. So it, it goes beyond reselling for me. <laughs> oh, wow. You, yeah, you do do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're never too old. And when people say that you can't, you show them that you can. And when you tell yourself that you can't, you have to push yourself to show that you can as well. So that, that's why it's like no excuses. I tell my children that all the time that because the world's not going to give you anything. You have to work for it, you know? Yeah. Like you say, uh, if you want something, it's worth the work. Indeed. And you still write the blogs too? I do. Um, my, my reseller, all of that is on my, like, so a reseller's passion, that blog is just basically every time I produce an episode, I create a blog post for the people I interview. So you can go in and see their photos and maybe a little story about them and links to their businesses and then mm-hmm. the podcast episode. On my new website, Am I Really Bald? That's where I also put the same type of content that I put in the podcast. So in writing, I, I just copy and paste the people's anonymous letters and things like that. And I stick that in there. And on my website, I sell, you know, um, jewelry and all kinds of stuff. So I have a lot of things going on. Yeah, you do. And I, I want to be mindful every time. I know I, I kind of said bye already, but I'm just really curious. How much time do you spend a day doing all your work? Um, I spend probably, well, one, this is one of the things people do ask me that I spend or as, as much or as little as I want to more so because I don't have any small children now. In the beginning, two years ago, I literally spent about 80 hours a week. Now I don't spend a lot. It may seem like it. This is my trick. One, I have a content calendar. So every month I write things down. I, I don't you know, use um, templates and stuff like that. I am old school pen and paper. So I have a big calendar in front of me. That's how I keep track of all my interviews and um, my my YouTube videos that I want to post. But then I also have a content creator. I fill in like when I want to post to Instagram, when I want to do the podcast, when I want to do the blog, and I try to follow that. But then also what happens is on a lot of times, I create enough content that I can release it so if I'm taping on my camera for my YouTube, I'm actually also talking into my device so that I can release that as a podcast episode. So I'm not always doing a podcast episode and then sitting and doing a YouTube video. So I try to create a whole lot of content at one time. I try to take a lot of photos for Instagram at one time. And so I just break it down, break my days up like that. You're actually the third person that I interviewed today. So, you know, I, I try to do ambassadors and I schedule the yeah. releases. So. Um, I'm not doing that anymore because I'm tired. But uh. <laughs> I can imagine. Like I, yeah, I, I definitely don't. I try not to. I used to do that, and what I tried to do also is accommodate everyone. And I decided not to do that. I had to like work within a schedule because some people cannot interview 
during the week. So they want to do on the weekends and stuff. So I said, no, let me just kind of fit it into my schedule. What works for me? And if they want to be interviewed, then fine. Because I go through the community and look for people to interview. And I just, because I want to look for different people's stories. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be the biggest reseller. I want to hear about everyone's challenges. So I'll reach out to people. I reach out every three weeks. I'll just go in one day and contact about 20 people. And out of that, not everyone's going to say yes. So that's how I find the people. And then I have a script. Everything that you sent me is the same thing that I send to other people um, for interview. And I just break it down and I just have to be, you know, instead of doing four interviews, I fill that in with other content, you know, teaching, especially now trying to give people ways to make money from home. Like I, I'm just about to release an, a YouTube video on 13 ways that I make money myself from home. Oh, uh, you just got a new, a new subscriber just cause you said that. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to thank you for all of the amazing tips. You have been wonderful. I, I appreciate you, Leslie. Well, James, I thank you so much for having me on. I've had such a great time. It's really great to be interviewed since I'm always the one who's interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I appreciate you and I will talk to you later. I appreciate you too. Take care. Leslie, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and sharing your voice with the Blair Radio audience. I am happy to report that I did sell that coffee maker and the laminator that I was struggling with after taking your advice and adjusting the prices. If you guys want to learn more about Leslie, check her out at a resellerspassion.com or just look up a reseller's passion and you can find her all over the internet on her Instagram, YouTube, and a whole lot more. You can also find all of the resources, links, and more for this episode at blairradio.com slash EP27. I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and do whatever you can to be heard online. Again, I am James Shannon, and this has been another episode of the Blair Radio Podcast. I appreciate y'all. Take care. Bye. All right. A lot of you know that we sell merchandise. We send out gifts, and we do ship various items for various reasons. Some of you have received packages from us, and some of the most positive feedback we receive is the beautiful packaging with our logo on it and our brand colors all over the box and inside the box. And you may wonder, how do we achieve this? Well, we fully design everything using Packlane. They offer fast turnarounds, instant quotes, and impeccable customer service. Packlane is the only company that we trust to create our vision for the packaging that we need for whatever we're going to send to whoever for whatever reason. So be sure to check them out if you need to ship a box, a bag, or whatever for your business. Let them know that we sent you by visiting BlairRadio.com slash pack. It's easy, right? It's P-A-C-K, pack. So that's BlairRadio.com slash pack. Blair Radio, where we turn your online whispers into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time, be heard.